All righty. Hello, everybody. Welcome to uh, good old Lap Zero Podcast. We're uh, back here. I'm joined by Norman this episode, and I'm joined by good old Dave. Uh, Levi will not be here this week, unfortunately. He might pop in later, but I think he's got some stuff going on. So we are here for Lap 35. So I will say uh, normally we theme this off some driver, but I'm just saying if you're going to go professional motorsports, you might want to pick 35 because at the moment, uh, nobody's used it except for Cole Witt in NASCAR. I mean, there's been a few people who've driven in NASCAR, but like for like a season, and nobody's. So uh, yeah, it's a pretty ugly number, but if you want it, you know what? Uh, 30 bucks right now, you can have it. 35.com. Uh, <laughs> have the domain saved. Won't okay. be an ugly lap, though. Yeah. So no. Um, but aside from yeah. that, are we going to sell the domain for 12 bucks? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hit us up, get on us on our Discord. We'll go ahead and sell you the rights to the 35 in any race league you want. Cause Yeah, you get Michael McDowell it, plus nobody. one. What's his wife's yeah. name? You can have Michael McDowell and uh Jamie McDowell. There you go. That's your your that that's who drove the 35. Anyways, all right. That's all I got. So let's <laughs> uh, let's roll into some some NASCAR. So uh me being epically prepared as always, I have lots of notes, definitely. But I did watch all three Bristol races. I watched Trucks, Xfinity, and Cup, and I will say they were all great races. Uh, Trucks was pretty solid. I'm not going to run through most of those because most people don't really care, but uh, I will say the Trucks was a good race. Xfinity was pretty solid. They only had two cautions all race, which was, you know, great. That's like, you know, they had an absolute disaster Kansas race, so I, can, I can't even imagine how they had a great race at Bristol, but they did, so I'll take it. Um Moving into the cup race, we had good old Danny Hamlin during driver intros um, introduce himself as you know who it is, and then everybody started booing. Um, so, you know, started off great, but he did come back and sweep the race. So, uh, a little walk-off win there. He, he said, uh, I beat your favorite driver to everybody who was booing, so it was great. I'm not going to lie, it was pretty funny. Um, he plays he that card perfect, too, though. Yeah, he, he plays a good villain. I'm not going to lie. It's not. I don't have any complaints. <laughs> Our boy C Bell ended up sweeping stage one and two, uh, so that was cool. It got to the end of the race there. He ended up finishing third, so he had a really good race. Unfortunately, couldn't come out with a win, but nevertheless made it through the uh, playoff transfer to the next round of 12. This was the cutoff race for those who were living under a rock. Uh, so, yeah, we said our boy Denny Hamjam walked off with the win. Kyle Larson also did really well, came in second place there. Uh, overall, I will say it was a good race. We had some people have some unfortunate mishaps, like our boy Dave's favorite driver, Joey Logano, was out Dang of the it. race pretty quick. Did you watch the race? I bet yes. you, were, you probably turned it off after like. No, I did. Ordered. I did. I watched it all. That's good. So, I will say, unfortunately, we did lose Kevin Harvick in the playoffs, which is sad. Um, it was. I wanted him to do better, but you know what? Sometimes I look at stuff like that, and I'm like, you know, if that was me and I was going out retiring, I would kind of just look at it now, being like. All right, cool. Like now I just got, I don't know, whatever it is, six or seven races now to just go and try and win and do what I can. And there's no pressure. All I got to do is just see if I can go win. So, you know what? Maybe it'll be for the better. Uh, We lost Michael McDowell. I think that's pretty expected. You know, they had some good runs there on the road courses and stuff. But, you know, when you don't see a road course in the first round, it's pretty expected that you're going to see him exit without any luck. He was doing pretty good in the uh, in the race. But not, he was in a must win. So not, not good enough, unfortunately. Uh, we lost Ricky Stenhouse again. I think it's kind of expected we were going to lose him. Uh, th- they did solid. Like, I think for, for the car that he has in the performance that he put out, I'd say getting to the round of 16 was pretty solid for him. 
Uh, Logano, that's tough. I mean, he got some pretty got a bad break there, but you know what? They've been bad all year. Most of Penske's been pretty bad all year. Um, like even Blaney and stuff. Like he's been. I, I find Penske. I, I was actually talking to my dad about this. Like during the race, I was like, Penske's been very like hit or miss this season. They're either like top five, like doing phenomenal, or they're like mid twenties. Like there's like no in between. You never see them finishing like twelfth. You know what I mean? It's weird. So. Uh, aside from that, that makes uh, the next round look spicy. So here is our new order. So William Byron's at the uh, is in one is P one, Truex is two, Denny Hamlin's three, Larson's fourth, Busher's fifth, uh, Bush is sixth, Bell is seventh, and Reddick is eight, which puts Chastain, Keselowski, Blaney, and Wallace on the cutoff. So it's going to be interesting. Our next race here is Texas. Uh, what do we go after Texas? I want to say it's another mile and a half, and then we go to. I think it's another mile and a half, and the Robles are cut off. It's usually how it goes. Can't quite remember. I'm going to go take a look here at the schedule briefly. Uh, oh, you know what? It's Dega. I'm pretty sure it's Dega. So, yeah, because I thought the round of 12 is always where it gets interesting, and that's where we usually lose Blaney as he gets destroyed at Talladega. So, that's <laughs> besides the point. Uh, but other than that, no, that's that's pretty much all I got for Bristol. Like, it was, it was a good race. There was nothing wrong with any of the races all weekend, but... There's not a whole lot to talk about other than, you know, Denny winning and we lost pretty much who we thought we'd lose in the playoffs aside from Logano. So, you know, it is what it is. Dave's going to hop in the Blaney bathtub, which we are now renaming to yep. the Logano bathtub. But don't worry, after the round of after the round of the 12 cutoff, we'll be back in the Blaney bathtub because he'll be there, too. Oh, so. it was so unfortunate, <laughs> man. That was tough for Joey, but yeah, he seemed all. pretty sad. I'm yeah. not going to lie. He, I don't usually see him like usually he's like mad, but he looked just genuinely kind of sad. He was like, damn, but you know, he almost made it in still. I thought he was only like minus four. Like if, uh, I think if MTJ had wrecked, he actually would have made it still. I can't remember, but they were, they were talking about it, but, uh, yeah, what was he to? Yeah, he was negative four out. And so was Harvick. So I think if true X or Bubba were to wreck out, cause they only made it through like plus four plus five or something. And they were running in like the top 10. So if they wrecked out, there was enough cars running still that they might have been screwed. So, right. But anywho, that's that's about all I got for uh, for NASCAR. But we, we do have some spicy stuff in Formula One. Our boy uh, Levi hopped back up in here. So he did end up making it, which is great. Uh, happy to hear that. So do you want to roll us into F1, Levi? So, yeah, in F1 news, uh, I, you know, this week it went down that I think we ought to touch on it, but. Um, Helmut, Helmut, Marco, um, Red Bull, uh, executive. What, what is his actual title? Uh, you know, they say he's not even technically an employee from what the I said. UK government comp. He is the director of Red Bull Racing Limited on UK government's company's house website. In other words, he knows about racing and he sits in the pits and tells them what to do with the car. Well, so I think the logic behind it was like, because I did see uh, Christian Horner responded saying, like, you know, obviously he was going to get asked about it, but he was saying that he wasn't technically an employee of yeah. Red Bull's F1 race team, but Red Bull Racing has its own, like, division, so, like, they're there, I guess. I don't know. It'd be, it'd be kind of like the same concept of, like, McLaren's got probably a racing team and they probably have an F1 team like they're two separate entities but you know technically it's all the same parent company you you get the point anyways proceed with what you were saying I just figured I'd touch on that yeah yeah and I think Norman found the quote um, that's kind of everybody's talking about with what Marco said um, 
Yeah, we'll just, we'll just run through it real quick if you've got it there, Nolan. Yeah. We know that he has problems in qualifying. He has fluctuations in form. He is South American, and he is just not as completely focused in his head as Max is or as Sebastian is. And he's talking about Max Verstappen and Sebastian Vettel. That's yeah. how, that comes from ESPN's article. That was that's so monotone. I thought I was listening to the first reading at church there. <laughs> <laughs> and that was that was a comment um, towards uh, Sergio, or, Sergio. Uh, yeah, Sergio, Sergio Perez. Sorry, we, we who is really not South American. He is Mexican, which not is South on the American. North, yeah, it's on the North continent of North America. Last time I checked, I mean, it might have <laughs> fallen off. There's some earthquakes and hurricanes and things, but I don't think that's happened yet. Um, it's still in North America. It came off as a racist stereotype to many. Um, it kind of made a little wave. My biggest deal was, and I think Antonio will probably key into this because um, I've heard him before, but my 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 deal was it just seemed like he can do that and then he comes out with an apology and everything's okay. Everybody else does something that's towards racism or any other hot topic or woke topic, whatever you want to say, um, and, and they're they're accosted they're done they're over they have to rebuild everything and it seems like to me it was kind of crazy how he just came up with an apology and everybody was like ah you know it happens so um perez said it's fine so it's good well what else is perez gonna say you know what i'm saying yeah what's he um, gonna do toss him under the bus <laughs> yeah what's he what's he gonna say no uh marco the guy that runs you know helps run the country the company that i race for that kind of been on the washy wishy-washy all season long on whether I'm going to be here next year, but we did resign a contract, but now I'm going to ch- talk crap on it. No, I mean, I, I think he did the right thing. Marco came out and apologized. Um, and, and he said he met privately, you know, with Perez. Perez came out and said, that, look, he's just the guy he is. You know, he didn't mean none by it, I don't think. Um, but it, but it does, it, man, there was so much stuff that came out. Like before the podcast, Dave was talking and, we, you know, we were chit chatting about this and that. And he said something along the lines of, I thought it had to do with something with the street sweepers that they were driving because of the way the media perceived it to be more than kind of what it was, which I think that's kind of what Antonio saying. Sometimes the, the media and F1 specifically just goes wherever they want to and make a story when sometimes there's no story. Oh yeah. They just blow it way out of proportion. Like I can't lie. The F1 media has probably got to be the absolute worst media out of any motorsport or sport for, for incorrect information. Like, clickbait stuff is always posted um portions of quotes are always posted like you even see people that are like well known doing stuff like that like um what do they call it? is it auto sport or something that's the the yellow um journalism company anyways you know a lot of those like journalism ones like like wtf1 for example even uh you know p1's not as bad uh wtf1 is really bad like they take like just a portion of the quote and they're just chopping it up into their own thing. It's almost like how Netflix takes and hell, even F one themselves takes the uh, radio messages and they chop them up and then they put them in a different spot from when they were actually said. And then everybody thinks that's when it was said and it just crazed. It's just, I don't know. It's gotten really bad though. I really hope like, you know, I almost wanted Max to just keep dominating for two more years so that we just lose all like the drama queen fans that are just like, Oh my God. It's 2021. They hate everybody. Anyways, you get the point. It's just frustrating. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if you other, you know, the other guys have any takes on it, man. Go ahead. I'm gonna 
play devil's advocate, there was nothing racist in his comment. Um, he's an 80 year old man who probably speaks his mind because he could care less about what anyone thinks, but he didn't mean anything racist about it. He missed where the guy was from, but if he would have got it right, he's a Mexican. Like he's just saying that's his nationality, not that it's, there's nothing racist about it. He, he called the guy out and everyone's trying to defend him. He spoke the truth. The guy is struggling in form. He's not qualifying great. I yeah. don't I don't see I don't, what's wrong with the comment. I mean, I think I think it was weird to name his nationality. That's what I was thinking too. I didn't think it was like, necessary. I'm well, fine with the comment. But if, if, that, if Buddha, that was weird. Yeah, if he makes and then he he says something like that, right? And then he names three more Mexican drivers that have also been kind of wishy-washy through their careers. It kind of makes more sense. Like, okay, he's trying to say it's something about, you know, the way they teach them to race, you know, at a certain place or something. But he just said it kind of blatantly with no, I guess, no backup for what he was trying to, his point that he was trying to make. I don't know. It just seemed really weird to me. Um, but like I said, my, I was more on the point of, oh, he's burned, he's done. And then he just comes out with an apology and we go racing in Singapore. Well, it's, I, was, I, I think we're digging and, and this is just me. We're digging for a racist comment. He's an 80 year old man. He probably doesn't think straight. So he probably had something else on his mind, said South American misspoke and then wrapped it up with what he said. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think, know. think there was any malicious intent about his comment. I think everyone just jumped on the bandwagon that it was racist. And I think Lewis Hamilton's come out and said that, oh, he, he we need more than an apology from this. He didn't say the, he didn't call him any racist term. I, I think it's hard to say though. Like, I know like, obviously like with the, the older generations, you know, people who are in their like maybe 60s, 70s, 80s right now grew up in different times where it was more like, you could be open about what you were saying, but I do genuinely believe that he's kind of overstepped in a lot of other statements he's made. And, you know, we, you can use the excuse that, oh, he's just an old guy. Yes. And adapted to the times, but at the same time, you can't just go out saying stuff like that. I don't think like I get, there's no malicious intent, but you, you can still be totally racist without intending to be, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm not going to say the word, but there's a Spanish word for black and a lot of people used to call black people by that, that by that name. And they didn't even mean it in a, in a bad way. That's just genuinely what they called them. And cause it meant black, like, you know what I mean? But it, you know, happened to also be the word that they used. That's, you know, a bad in a word negative light. Yeah. Yeah. But you get what I mean? But they like, you know, I like a grandparent that used to say that name. But he didn't even mean it in a bad way. He was just an immigrant that had no idea. So it's just like, you know what I mean? Like you can totally be racist without trying to be. And, you know, I don't, I, I think Marco's kind of done way too much crazy shit to do, to have like, to, to, to be able to use that as an excuse for him. Like, usually if you were old, then you made a mistake. Like, you do that like once or twice. Marco's been, you know, just saying stupid shit, like for the whole time he's been with Red Bull. So I don't know, man, it's kind of hard to defend him in this case. Like, 
I, again, I do agree. It is probably an overreaction. Like I do agree. Norman, everybody overreacts in the media, especially like I, w- I just talked about it. F1 media is a joke. The people who follow F1 now are, are mostly a joke. Not everybody, you know, a lot of the, you know, I'm not going to label every new fan. as terrible. Like otherwise, why would we even want new fans in the sport? If we're just going to call them all terrible, I'm not saying they are, but there are some that suck. And I do think some people do jump to conclusions and explode and the media makes it way worse than it needs to be. And social media makes it way worse than it needs to be with people. And I do agree with that. But again, this guy's done too much. I think it's just, you know, his fault. So it is what it is. Well, and Hamilton's exact, well, part of his, not his full, um, you know, reaction. There was an interview that he got interviewed outside the, one of the little, Mercedes boxes when he's coming out, but he said not something that you just apologize for and it's all okay to have leaders and people in this position making comments like this is not good for us moving forward. Um, so, so right there, he, he feels that it was something. Um, so anyways, it kind of went on just pretty much. Um, uh, I don't know. I'm sure it didn't go just on like I'm saying, but, um, it, we moved forward. Uh, nobody really said, I don't think anything more about it. Um, at the race actually at Singapore, um, which turned out to be a pretty wicked little race. I don't know if you guys yeah. had a chance to tune in. It um, was. First 16 to 18 laps. I was wondering, boys. I was snooze-festing it. Yeah. Uh, should we talk about qualifying first? Yeah, true story, right? <laughs> yeah. So, Or even FP1 with a lizard on the track. I'm pretty sure you guys, if you're out there listening, I'm sure you probably at least tuned in to F1. Um especially if you're still listening to me and not fast forwarding at this point. So you know what happened. Red Bull finally uh, found a little uh, kink in the armor, so to speak, right? Uh, they just, did not look good at all. No, the, the cars were not reacting to the drivers. Uh, it wasn't a tire issue like they were having big time wear. Uh, the cars just were not going around car- corners. They really weren't the fastest down the straights. Um they said they were having issues under braking. They were having, during practice and qualifying, they were having upshift and downshift issues. I mean, my wife's a big Red Bull fan, so of course she keeps up, and she just kept looking at me going, did somebody sabotage us? I mean, honestly, like, what is going on? Because it was like almost every problem besides a complete failure that you could have, like everything but. There was brake issues or like, I don't know why, it feels like I'm going to lose it in the corner. There was, you know, they come over the radio and said it felt like they were driving on ice. They said the car was not reacting in the corners like it should. Uh, it was pushing. It was loose. It was like when D- Dale Jr. when they went to these newer cars, and he always said, "Well, it's it's uh, what was it? It's tight in, loose, loose off." And I'm like, "Slow down." I don't know what to tell you, man. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that. That you can't fix that. What do you want me to do? You know. Uh, anyways, and so, yeah, it was it was crazy, crazy little time. Um, but overall, man. Uh, I have to say, and I'll I'll jump forward and just kind of say my piece on the race before I kind of break down the race because I don't really want to break it down completely, but it was pretty exciting there at the end. But I'm really good to see there were some votes for our our boy that we've been kind of keeping up with, Lawson, for for driver of the day. He actually got like 10% of the votes for driver of the day. He wasn't in the limelight, but that man was doing everything right. He did a lot of good stuff this weekend. Unfortunately, his teammate, Sonoda, did not look good. Um, And on that little rumor mill that's flying around now that I keep up with says that uh, Sonoda may be out for next year because Lawson's starting to show form. It seems like every race he's getting a little bit better and he's really, really coming into his own. I love Liam Lawson, man. Uh, yeah. Great. And so they said that uh, the rumors is flying around 
is that Sonoda may be out um, and Danny Rick and Lawson actually be the guys going forward. Cause I guess on the backside, Danny's been at the track as we know, we've seen him, you know, with his thumb all, you know, give him big old bandaged up thumbs up to everybody um, that he's been really helping Lawson along. They told him, you know, Hey, get with him and try to help him along. And if that's the case, then Sonoda's had a few years now to show us something. And we all know how the Red Bull family, it, if you don't perform or somebody performs better than you, it's over. You gone. So that's the story's going down. But Sonoda yeah. replaces Sergeant. Sonoda, I, I'm afraid Sonoda's one of those drivers. He's a little, I don't want to say weird, but he's weird. You know what I mean? He's a little different. Um, and I'm going to use Drive to Survive, which I know Antonio just eats at him because it's such a drama fest there. But Drive to Survive, the TV show, showed me that like they were trying to work out with him in his first year or whatever. He don't want like he don't like doing the hard workouts in two a days, so to speak, that kind of stuff. And he was like, I need to go take a poop. And they're like, no, no, you need to do your jump roping. You know, like he's just, he seemed very immature. And I know he's come a long way since then because that was like three or four years ago and lots happened. But I, I think he's just one of those weird drivers that you just don't know what he, he's going to bring until he's already, you're in the moment. You know, um, it's, it's that pitcher in baseball you bring out well, there. Look at this, look at this weekend. He got a puncture and pulled over. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it was like, I, what I are you will doing, say bro? that was pretty, like, did, yeah. is that, my dad said the same thing. He was like, if he blew a tire, why did he pull over? And well, I was see, like, the I funny don't really thing know. was, <laughs> I didn't really ever get the true story. And I was looking over the results, and they always have DNFs and why they were DNF'd, you know, a short little summary off to the side. And it said accident and damage. And I was like, his car wouldn't damage. He didn't hit nothing. But how many times have we seen drivers drive a flat tire around? Like, well, hell, who lost their dang wing and drove all the way around with the dragon behind them the whole way? Um, uh, the sergeant, sergeant. 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 It was one of the Williams cars. I mean, he took that thing all the way around the track. But oh, oh, Yuki can't <laughs> run a flat around the track. Like rubber was still in the car, bro. But anyways, anyways. Yeah, On that, stuff. um, Stroll didn't even get to start the race. Yeah, um, it's probably a good thing, man. That was a lick that dude took during qualifying. I was wondering what they were going to do. Uh, I figured, you know, we all know his dad's got another car, right? I just didn't know who no. they were going to bring in to drive it. And if it was concussion protocol stuff, which it sounds like it was, uh, that's kind of what they were pushing towards. I'm okay with it because that was, I, I never got the true, I don't know if anybody can do some quick search, the true G force that Stroll took in Singapore um, this last weekend. I mean, it was, it was, it was a pretty good hit. He didn't look shook up that I could tell. But you know, it doesn't mean anything. I I watch when I was watching qualify, I'm not gonna lie, I was sitting there going, he's not respond like the response yep. time yep. kind of had me on edge. And then finally they got the radio messages and all that, and it was like, Okay. Because at first, yeah. like they cued the radio and you heard his engineer like, You okay, Lance? Lance, you okay? And then like there was no response, and it was like uh -oh. He's probably trying to catch his breath. I imagine he no. got winded to shit on that. Yeah, he was also trying to figure out how he's going to get his drawers all cleaned out before they come <laughs> pick him up in the car. <laughs> um, there but, was I, I saw on social media there was a fan who recorded the crash on their phone ooh, and posted I haven't seen it. That. I need to look that up. I haven't seen yeah, that at all. Yeah, that it's it catches it really shows the speed and the impact. 
Well, it's crazy because it was like the one spot on the track you couldn't see again. Like, it just seems like F1's <laughs> always got that where it's like he slid off and then you see a wheel pop out and then here he comes. You know, it's like, what? You tell me you didn't have a camera pointed at that corner? <laughs> but what anyways. was amazing in qualifying is they were on the own board live when it happened. Yeah, that's true. They were actually. I didn't even think about that. That's a good point. Yeah, because you see him catch the sl- this car slides on him. He tries to catch it. The car grips up and just turns straight to the wall. Yeah. I don't know. Poor guy. That's all I can say. Um, his teammate. He had an exciting day. I don't know. It didn't end up very well. Um, I really thought Alonzo was going to do something after qualifying because um, he's so good. You know, he's just an older fella, knows what yeah. he's doing. But He uh, had my bet. Right? That pit Man. stop got him, though. That yeah, well, so as soon as that caution came out, and I think it was for Sonoda, was it not the first one, I think? Anyways, whatever the first caution was, it came out. Um, it, it, as soon as Red Bull came out on the hards, it was a long green run strategy in my mind. As soon as a caution came up before they were at, within their pit window for the, the hards that came out before, way before, we're talking 20, you know, the 30 laps before, they should have thrown that out the window and just tried to race their race. In saying that, in my mind, sorry, Antonio, it was a Ferrari call <laughs> on that. It's like, okay, we're going with whites because it's going to be long run. Well, it isn't long run. Just come in with everybody else. Um, because I think he lost so much time and stuff. I don't know if they could have done any better. You know, that's the bad thing is they had a shit show of a freaking call in my mind, and they still got fifth over the day. I mean, they it's, it's pretty amazing. What Max is a pretty good driver. Sergio did what he could, but coming up through all those cars, yeah, you just burn your tires up. There's not that many places to pass. I know they've got three DRS zones, but safely passing people and not just elbowing them out. I don't know. The bad thing is, man, did uh, did uh, oh uh, Russell and Hamilton not put on one hell of a show? Yeah, they I'm did. not a Mercedes fan. That was great. I was wow. happy to see a strategy race for the yeah. first time in like this season, basically. Like right. I felt like it was nice to just be like, oh, finally, two different strategies clashing to make a good race. Like that doesn't happen as often anymore. And since I'm this gl- new car came out, I feel like I haven't seen that much. I'm glad the announcers told everyone that Ferrari didn't have mediums to go on to, too. Yeah, that they were stuck I, in their call. Yeah. yeah. So, but man, what a drive from Carlos Sainz. I mean, when he, need, when he needed that, dude, to keep his head like that, I just don't get it. I'm sorry. I just don't. It's because I'm sitting here and he's sitting in an F1 car. But like to keep his head enough that, it was like as soon as he needed door uh, doors Norris to get DRS, he gave him DRS. As soon yeah. as he didn't want to and he wanted to give a little gap, he gave a little gap. He kept the tires cool. He didn't overheat nothing. Kept his cool when the pressure actually kind of came up to him. And the whole time he's watching these deltas and they're telling him, you know, I mean, you can't tell me that you're not looking in the rear view, seeing. Norris behind you, but then also seeing these two black Mercedes getting closer and closer and closer on every straightaway. And then they get on the radio and they're like, you know, keep, you know, you need to, you need to back Norris into him. Or he said something about Norris is getting closer or Norris has got DRS or whatever the radio. And he goes, yes, it's on purpose. Like he knew exactly what he was doing through that whole race. And to me, I think he's sealed the deal for me personally. I already knew this, so it's really easy to seal the deal. 
but I think he's at right now in his career, I think he's the better driver at Ferrari over Charles Leclerc. I know that's kind of where they leaned was Leclerc in my mind when it first all the the partnership came together with him and Signs, but I think Signs has shown. I don't like Leclerc would have drove the same race as Signs uh, drove, but it may just be experience. Signs got a couple years on him, but it was. He should have let Norris buy. That's all I got to say. Is he yeah, should have let right. Norris buy to give me the sweep. <laughs> no. No, no, and no. I am. Um, yeah. I will say I am backing the statement of Sainz being the better driver. I think Leclerc is great when he wants to be good. Um, and I'm not saying that he doesn't want to be good, but he does have a tendency to push the car too hard and I don't think he's matured enough to realize he needs to tone it back a little bit and I I just think he's a little bit too emotional like he's got that like true Italian side in him even you know even though he's from Monaco but he's got that emotional part in him where signs had that like elite focus I'm sure like deep down he had some stuff you know he's probably tripping the fuck out like anybody normal would but at the same time, he was calm enough and smart enough to back up into Norris, get the DRS, get her going. Like, I'll be honest, I think if you put Leclerc in that situation, I, I don't think he was winning the race. So, Carlos has definitely showed us he's the number one driver at Ferrari. I hope Ferrari recognizes this. And, you know, I don't, again, I don't want Leclerc to leave or anything crazy like that. Like, I still like the dude. He's awesome. Um, I think he's really good for Ferrari. You know, like he goes to Monza when he got it on, was it on pole or whatever he did last where he was speaking Italian? Like the Italian people love him and I think they really like signs too. So I think they got a great combo going. If if Leclerc can clean it up just a little bit, I really do think they have a good combo and if they can perfect their strategies a bit, like literally signs is doing the strategy call himself. I think, I think Le- Leclerc actually asked to pit so the only thing that I think I might have done differently if I was Ferrari is I might have brought Leclerc in and put him on an alternate strategy to play defense. Because um, to be honest 100. with you, like at the end of the day, we knew that he wasn't going to make it on the hard tires as well as the other two were because he just, he just didn't have the speed. So if you go throw him out there on softs, you might, you know, he might be the sacrificial lamb and probably doesn't want to be it. But at the same time, he ended up in the same spot he would have been if he would have been on softs, and he might have been able to hold up the the um, Mercedes a little bit. You no, know? so I do think they're um, they do definitely still like we we still see glimpses of you know Ferrari failure strategies, but I think with signs there, signs is like you know when Ferrari's got the good strategy, he'll take it. When Ferrari doesn't have the good strategy, he's gonna tell them y'all y'all got to figure this fucking shit out, bro, because I ain't doing it. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so and I love that. That's the that's the Spaniard in him. So. Anyways, again, that's that's all I got. But I, I think he's awesome. I'm happy that Signs is with Ferrari, and I'm happy yeah. to see us win. And I know the whole country went berserk when that happened. So, yeah, it's good stuff. Um, and then Lando Norris had a hell of a drive. Honestly, he did everything that he could do. Um, he did everything right. He was going to come in podium spot, anyways. I, I really don't think. Unfortunately, I'll, I'll just go into that. You know, Mercedes made the right strategy for their race and then gave themselves the best chance. I'm sure Hamilton, he seemed a little frustrated even though he got a podium because uh, his teammate Russell going into that one turn clipped the outside wall trying to trying to kind of overcut the corner, so to speak. 
and give himself a better angle through the corner to try to uh, pounce on uh, Lando Norris on the next straight. Uh, I didn't know till after the race. I didn't notice it. I don't know if y'all did in live that uh, Norris actually clipped the wall first. Like he actually did the exact same notice. thing. And then Russell goes right behind him and, and he, he hit it bad enough that it threw his car off. And the only thing he could do is go straight. Um, I don't think he could have done anything to save the car. So it went straight into the wall uh, head first and ended his race, which was, it gutted me because he raced a really, really damn good race on a tough, tough strategy. That was a lot of cars to pass. They put him on fresh tires. He did it clean. I'm sure Hamilton, the reason he looked frustrated, he probably won't ever say anything, but I think he was wanting to be around. He was staying really, really close when he didn't really have to stay that close um, there at the end to Russell. And every once in a while, when Russell had caught Norris, I noticed that Hamilton was doing that thing where you kind of come out to show a little bit right before the corner and then come back. Um, the diving out and then diving back, kind of like you're showing you're wanting to pass. And I'm like, dude, now's not the time. Both of y'all get around Norris and then you can fight it out, you know? Um, uh, but uh and I think that slowed slowed uh Russell down a little bit. But like we said, I think Russell's a really good racer. We said that before. I think he's probably one of the newer up and coming stars, gonna be around for a while. I don't think he was rear view driving is why he made the mistake. I think he was so focused on the apex and getting that car where it was in a place to pass in that next zone. Um, I think he also overheated his tires a little there at the end too. Yeah, he was he was getting I, I mean he was pushing. And I think and Mercedes is not a team to do it. I know Hamilton asked that you heard him over the radio. I know it was way too late in the race to even try to put Hamilton in front of Russell when he asked to get by. He didn't ask to get by, but he made the comment, I'm faster saying, Hey, yeah, y'all should let me, let have me a shot. by. Yeah. But I do I would say if they would have let Hamilton by, I just had that feeling that Hamilton was Hamilton for a second there again. And he might have been able to get Norris. I just don't think so. Um, like you said, with the tires overheated stuff, you got to think if, if Russell had pushed his tires too much getting Norris, Hamilton was literally right up the rear wing of Russell the whole time. So I think his tires are about the same. And where do you make that pass? I mean, you can make it clean, but at the same time, like you said, it's just too late. You got to stay nose to tail. There's, there is nowhere for them to let him by. I was saying if they were flip-flopped. Oh, if they yeah, 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 yeah. flip-flopped. Yeah. I think Hamilton just because of, I, okay. think, I think he was just he was in the zone that race. And that's why he said um, I'm faster than him. That's that's a Hamilton comment when Hamilton was in the the zone in the old days when you saw um, whatever it was called. Hammer time. Hammer time. Golly, we haven't heard that in a while. I don't know if we ever will. Honestly, not in this car anyways. But yeah, um, just going down the order there, uh, you know, signs Norris Hamilton for the podium, uh, unfortunately, because Russell went out uh, last lap or the lap before last. That was the last lap, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the last lap, very last lap. Um, and then Leclerc on the other Ferrari uh, there in fourth. I think, like you said, he just wasn't, it wasn't his race, unfortunately. So that's just what you're going to get. Max Verstappen at fifth, which is just, like I said, it's a blow. It's the first time that we've seen him take a, Shot to the jaw. Uh, physically, after the uh, qualifying, he was very frustrated. He he's just he's not a happy camper, man. You know, um, he's not winning. Which, if you're everybody else, you go, dude, chill out, bro. If you're Red Bull, that's what you want to see. You don't want him to get out of the car and be like, "Well, we lost one." <laughs> yeah, it's all good, bro. Um, so good on him. 
I, I think he did the best he could with the car. For some reason, it just didn't go. I really thought, you know, usually when Max has issues on on uh, the street courses, Perez is there to pick up the slack. And it was just them as a whole, as a team. They were not together. And I don't know, we're going to really have to watch this going forward. Because I think, like we've said before, the McLarens have made a jump. The Mercedes have made a jump. People are starting to close that gap. And if you can find enough of these, don't get me wrong, Red Bull, Constructors Champions, okay? Max Verstappen is the world champion. That ain't going to change. There's nothing like that's going to change. So, um, Pierre Gasly with a good finish. His teammate Ocon went out with uh, retirement. Unfortunately, he looked pretty solid for the day. He was real racy all day. Uh, which, you know, you go back down the list, seventh Piastri, uh, Perez down there in eighth. I think he should have done more. He should have been right behind Max again. Yet again, something they can talk about. Our boy Lawson got points uh, there in ninth. And then Haas got points due to the fact of two separate outages, but hey, they were both running at the end of this race, and Magnussen can take those points. He did go elbows out for a lot of the race. Norman's losing his mind over here. <laughs> uh, but he, he he raced elbows out uh, frustratingly if any of your drivers were behind him, uh, because he was really getting in the way. But you know what? It ended up being points, so good on him, by the way. And then Albon and all the rest of them down through the list. I mean, we can go on and on. Alonzo had a five-second penalty that really, really screwed his day. He went over uh, over the curbs coming into pit road. There was actually like a curb, um, which was like the line, so to speak. And, man, I think he was just coming in hot with those tires were gone by the time he came in. Um, mm-hmm. And it really tells you what kind of race it was for drivers. When a 42-year-old guy with as much experience as him, two-time champion, God knows how many wins, you know, I'm not sure. We'll have to look that up if you really want to. It's on the Google. But for him to lock them up like that and go over, make a little mistake like that, like it was a very, very stressful, stressful race. Yeah. So. And I was one one position away from sweeping the weekend. I know. I didn't Were do well. You? Thank God. We would have yes. never heard the end of it. Uh, <laughs> it's going to happen one day, boys. It's going to happen. It's going to be horrible. Hey, I will say, um, do you want me to update us quickly on the, yeah. the situation? Oh, God. Okay. It's, it's pretty bad, but he's, he's getting there. Oh, no. He's getting, let him call the comeback. <laughs> it's, he's on the comeback. He's literally <laughs> he's been here for years. I will say, though, there is a clear fourth place. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... I, I managed to pull away because I got a point this round and uh, Levi got none. So I got 14. I know. I uh, we got, I got a one two-way tie one. for second place. We got Levi and Norman at 13. And then Dave bringing in with a top four in uh, fourth place. You got so you mean if Norris would have won that race, You'd be I would be leading me. right now. You'd be tied with me. Did you, oh, you didn't, I'm still better than Oh, yeah. Me. You didn't, I thought you picked signs to win, but you picked. Perez. I wish I picked signs. The one time I don't pick them. I picked them last time. Uh, of course, use the Red Bull pick. It'll be so good for you. <laughs> Fucking bullshit. <laughs> and y'all all hated on my Norris pick. Yeah, we did. So I guess that brings us to this next weekend. Uh, September 24th, I think it is. Golly, I think so. Man, look how time flies when you're having fun. Japanese Grand Prix um, at the old Suzuka circuit. I think I, I like this circuit. Um, I don't know if anybody remembers when NASCAR used to run here every once in a while, but that was kind of cool. Too. I do. Uh, yeah, Dale, Dale Sr. actually really liked it, and he tried to wreck his son because his son tried to wreck him accidentally. He actually bumped into him, and then Sr. tried to wreck him. But we're F1 talking, so I'll just drop that. But yeah, so 
going to Japanese Grand Prix, there's always a chance of weather here, so I think that always plays a factor um, in in the race and whatnots. But uh, last year it was dominated by guess who? Red Bull. I can't imagine Red Bull. So I'm I'm doubt that it'll be any different. Uh, but you know what? With what we've been seeing, who knows? Because it's kind of crazy uh last weekend and what happened i, I, I don't know well, I, do you think it's going to go any further than last week or do you think they come back to their dominance at suzuka they come back it's honda right right it's hard it's hard to say though it's a similar like well i don't know it's, it's still similar like high sweeping corner i don't know suzuka's kind of like the all-around track you need to be good at like everything high speed corners medium low speed hairpin you need to be good at S's. You need to be good at a long straightaway. You kind of need everything to be good here, Shane. So, yeah. and and I'm not good at any. They of do them. have the That's best all around car. I know the track, but I suck at it. You know what I mean? There's like one corner. So I guess that brings us to uh, in it, win it, bin it for the Japanese Grand Prix. Who's up, anyways? Because I don't You're know up who's first, up. Buddy. Oh, am I? Oh, wow! Look at that. I, so, wow. Whoa, whoa. I thought Antonio oh. went first last week. Yeah, doesn't he go after um, me? Maybe I'm wrong. Um, no, Dave goes next. Oh. Yeah, I think he did. He yeah, but yeah he needs it. May as, we may as well let him. He needs it. <laughs> yeah. So so I guess with Max's fifth place, we're not gonna put him in the in the pool yet, right? He's he's still uh, allocated as out of the pool, or is he in the pool now? He's no dude. Max is still an assumption. That was just a, an anomaly. That was okay. a one off. So what are we going to say? Like three races in a row that he doesn't win. If he doesn't win three races in a row, then he's back in the pool. Is that what, kind of where we're going with it? Sure. We'll go with that for now. Yeah. So right now, everybody but Max is in the pool for any win of Bennett. Um, if you want to, I guess you can pick him for uh, Bennett. I mean, I guess that's open. Uh, but it, win it, uh, he's just too dominant right now this year. It's a one-off. We only see this a few times in all of Formula One. So all in, his, in all of history? Yeah, I mean, really, really, it's it's crazy domination. He's breaking records and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, Dave, take her away, bud. Um, uh, let's go. I'm gonna go Bennett. I'm gonna go Bennett first. Uh, because I feel like it. Bennett. All right, so you're fired. Get him off. I was gonna say Yuki, but I can't because it's Japan, dude. I can't. Right. Um, Don't want to put that on him. I can't. I want to, I, dude. I always swing for the fences with this one. I'm just. I'm gonna keep going. Um, let's say Pierre Gasly Bennett. Boom. Like Alpha Tauri just getting demolished these past few races. Yeah, I know. Holy. Yeah. Destroyed. Wait, he's not with Alpha Tauri. No, anymore. I know. Al, he's Alpine. He's the Alpine. Pierre Gasly. Yeah. He's gonna bend it. That's what I meant. Alpines are getting destroyed. Yeah, yeah. He's I think I picked Ocon last week. Or no, you guys You picked Gasly, and I picked um, Ocon. Yeah, crazy. All right. Every it, week, someone's almost always picked one of them. <laughs> and it, uh, Lewis Hamilton will be the Ham Jam is going to score points and win it. I think we're going to have Red Red Bull sweep Perez to win it. Solid picks, my friend. I know. Solid picks. I hope Thank Perez you. doesn't work out for you like it did for me. So, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> Levi, your turn. <laughs> um, yeah, mine's gonna be pretty, pretty easy. The old, uh win it. Uh, go first this time with win it. Signs. Um, in it. 
I'm trying to get, I, I, you know, I like my weird picks, right? And everybody's always giving me shit about it, but guess what? Antonio started to pull away, okay? He's one point away, so Norris in it. He's going to get some points. Uh, oh, B-Rex. Oh, Bennett, Bennett, Bennett. Yeah, man, rough one. Uh, George Russell, two for two. Go with that Logan Sergeant. He he's he hasn't let me down. <laughs> I don't think he's raced Suzuka as much as the rest of these guys either, but we'll see. I, I don't know his past history at Suzuka, but that's my picks. Whoever's hey, up next, get after it. Hi. Uh, I'm gonna. My gut's telling me to do Norris again for the the win, but I. Alonzo is normally good at Suzuka, so I'm I'm gonna say Alonzo bounces back and wins to it. win. Are you yeah. trying to win or no? Yeah, I'm trying. All right, okay. <laughs> never mind. Next, <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with Norris to be in it. He's just, he's an easy pick there, and I'm gonna go with Albon to Bennett. Albon, eh? Interesting pick. I wanted Sargent, but I'm not going to copy two of Levi's picks. So I appreciate that. Um, uh, I'm going to go with a teammate, and Albon bends it, and Sargent beats him for the first time this year. Not going to happen, but I appreciate it. <laughs> Antonio, well, what's in, up? We're in Japan, so I'm picking Sonoda to bend it because if there's <laughs> never, if there ever is a time to fail, it's now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> If there's oh. ever a time to ruin your career, now's the time. <laughs> um, I, I guess they were saying something about they think Sonoda is going to get re-signed, and if they do announce it, it's going to be this race. So I was curious if that's going to happen. But you know what? He's going to get a big spike of enthusiasm, and he's going to shit the bed like he always does. <laughs> so I'm, I'm picking him. <laughs> Uh, in pick, let's see who we're gonna do here. Um, you know what? I'm gonna pick my boy Signs to be in it, and to win it, I'm gonna pick Lewis Hamilton. I think they're on a good spree, and I think they're gonna do well. So we're gonna have to see how that does. Nice. I can't believe nobody picked Russell. Uh, well, you know, I mean, I'm George Russell. I don't know. It's kind of risky. You know, I won't lie. Russell's kind of like. Reminds me of like Kyle Bush when he first got into the sport where he's just destroying everything left, right, and center. But he's good. And I think he just needs to get like a little bit better. That might See, be like that. Yeah, that's, that's kind of how I feel about LeClaire, too, right? That's exactly how I felt with Max yeah. when he came in. Oh, Max. Because <laughs> that dude was just running over everybody and his teammate. Well, that's, yeah, that's kind of, I mean, that's how everybody kind of is because you, I guess you get that big wave of confidence from F2 because. You know, they you see those F two guys, they're just pitching yeah. in there. Yeah. And and it sticks. So, you know, I think like I think they've all like I, I wanna say guys like Max, Leclerc, Russell, Norris, you know, obviously Hamilton, we've seen it already, but of the of the like younger guys, they all I feel like can drive on that same high caliber when they're there. But who can be there is lo the longest is a different story. And I want to say like the people who fold under pressure more have been Russell and Leclerc instead of Norris and Verstappen. I mean, Verstappen, right. I don't even think he knows what pressure is to be completely honest with you. He, he just says, yeah, it's just there. I just, I don't give a shit about it, but <laughs> it's just there. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, yeah. uh, 
Oh, did you guys actually, did you guys hear his radio message, by the way, when Russell went into the wall? Yeah, he was asking about it. And he was like, what happened to Russell? And then, you know, Horner was like, yeah, yeah, he went into the wall. And he was like, oh, why? He was like, he just went, or, or did someone hit him? Or he's like, no, he just went on his own. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> he's like, like, he just like, he's just like, oh. What? Who does that? Yeah, what a shitter. <laughs> Bummer, bro. He's like, damn, bro, thanks for the P P5, dude. <laughs> but uh yeah, no, anyways, I thought that was funny. So but no, I think um I think all of them can drive at the same caliber. Like I think if you stuck all those guys in an F two car and called it an all-star race, it would be absolutely it it'd be mental. Like this F one grid, all in F two cars would be mental. Just saying. All-star race, like now like F one invest in this. Right. Like, come on. How is this not a thing yet? I know. Yeah, Remember I, that I, release I, car you guys had, the F one car? That's all the same. Let's everybody do it. Come on. I would really sick. like to see well, it. Because I think it would I think it would show their junk, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It would yeah, show dude, we need like show an SRX, dude. Well, like somebody like Albon, you know, that's just in a in a crap yeah, he car. He kind of got a crap run, you know, when he was with the Red Bull family. Now he's in a Williams. I feel like he's got decent speed. Uh I mean, it's Singapore that a hard track that it is, he had the six fastest laps um on the board in a Williams. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is behind two Mercedes, Aston Martin, and two Red Bulls. He was the next one in line for fastest lap. Yeah, he's good. So you put him in an equal car with Alonso, Verstappen, Hamilton, you know, all these guys that he's racing around. I just don't know, man. It would be wild to see. We need to push for it. Send an email. Somebody send an email. <laughs> well, like, honestly, it's a killer grid right now. Like, I will say, I, I don't think there's ever been this much talent on the grid. Like, realistically, like, look at these guys. Like, you have Max Verstappen, you have Perez, you have Hamilton, you have Alonso, you have Sainz, you have Leclerc, you have Russell, you have Norris. We're going to not include Stroll. You have Gasly, you have Piastri, Ocon's hit or miss, Albon's good, Hulkenberg's hit or miss, Baltaz is pretty good. Like, Guan Yu Zhou hasn't been able to show his potential. He's really good. Sonoda's hit or miss, Magnuson's hit or miss. Liam Lawson solid. Logan Sargent, I feel like I feel like if you had a bit better of a car, you'd do better. But who knows? So so in but saying that it's yeah. killer. Like we got a nuts grid, dude. In like, saying that, with the worst two drivers you said right there, you said let's not talk about Stroll and you figure that Logan would do better. Those guys have showed flashes. They're not trash. You know? That's, I mean they made the it to F one. Like obviously they're worthy but, but of But there's been people car. I mean, there's been people with nicknames like Torpedo and Crashter uh, Maldonado. I mean, these guys didn't ever, people just didn't think that they deserved to be there. You know what I mean? Uh, but this is, uh, well, what are we going to talk about? Massa spin, right? Anybody with a nickname in F1 apparently probably doesn't deserve to be there. But it's just one of those things that the worst guys that we're talking about are still pretty solid racers. I think I, I agree with you 100%. Yeah, it's 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 a crazy grid. I would love to see something like that, but. Never. I'd happened. be curious. I'd be curious to know how many like, what the most amount of drivers on the grid has ever been in like the modern era, like for for a race at least. Like our standings right now has twenty two drivers, for example, because of DeVries and Ricardo. But you know, oh yeah, with, with, with had standings had, and I want to yeah. know how many how many extras there's been based off of like the amount of drivers per season. So like, say for example, Dude. if there's twenty four but one extra guy race, like that just counts as one. Whereas so this season's got two. It, like, I'm curious what that's ever been. It might have been during COVID time, uh, but, you know, everybody had fill-ins, and then they were going to fill in. You know, Russell filled in for, uh, was it Botos at Mercedes? Or uh, was it Hamilton. Vice Hamilton? Yeah. 
and he raced Botas, and he did a lot about as good or better. He uh, should have won that race. And yeah, the tire debacle. You know, I still think they did that on purpose. Hey, and can we, will, we have we a will Fernando Alonso appreciation moment? By the way, like he's still fourth in the championship, still carrying to, Aston Martin right now. You don't tell yeah, me dude. this guy's he's beating both Ferraris and well, not not Hamilton, but he's beating Russell and Norris. He's and they're give, all in better cars. Like, yeah, what? he's gonna get my praise just because he's plus forty. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Forty-two yeah. year old getting it done. So That's crazy. Yeah, he's he's got my call. I wonder when we're gonna. I wonder when we're gonna lose him. I'm curious. Oh, I think it, it, it should be a big deal when it happens, man. It shocks me. You said that he's behind Hamilton. That George is not in front of Hamilton because I feel like George has done better this year. Hamilton's like, just yes. been, but Hamilton's just been more consistent. He doesn't. Yep. Hamilton's always wall. more consistent. Yeah, he's yeah. always more consistent. I mean, shit, he's catching Perez, dude. He's only, I mean, I say only as if it's not a lot, but it's still, he's only 37. Oh, no, 43 points behind him. That That's really not that far. Like, if you have a couple Perez wrecks and a couple Hamilton, like, you know, top fives, like, that's that's not unreachable. No. Before the season's over. So, especially if they have the fall off like they did at Singapore, I mean. We already know they're going to come out next season, you know, two seconds ahead, because that's probably the car they're working on right now. But so yeah. I think I think all this talk about like uh, wanting a Formula One all star race or like SRX style race. I think uh, one thing that I wanted to get you guys opinion on is driver aids in motorsports. Um, So like. Uh, for the days when racing was just about pure instinct, um, you know, it was driver and machine. Um, now we're in an era where technology is more of a co-pilot than an assistant. You know what I mean? And between uh, trash control, DRS, uh, simulators, I mean, even the sim I have in my room is something that like just 20 years ago would have been something that would be at a racing facility. You know what I mean? Um, active aerodynamics, you know. Uh, so I guess the question is, do these tools dilute the raw skill of the driver or are they a uh, natural step into the evolution of the sport um what do you guys think i think you had to be a better driver back in the day when they weren't around um i think it probably gives uh if you have a slight disadvantage with throttle control or something along those lines that those guys didn't have back in the wild days of f1 uh just talking f1 specifically i know there's other other driver aids and other um you know, styles of racing, especially GT, they've got almost full control of their car. I think they could change it on on a lap if they were good enough to turn enough dials and push enough buttons. Uh, but and in F1, you know, they've got, you know, what is it? Mode three, mode three, you know, and all this other stuff you hear over the radios. Uh, it's crazy stuff. But yes, uh, to, to go back to your point, I, th I think it does. It probably lets a little bit less of a talented driver. Uh, well, not just the drivers, further. like, like, keep in mind, like, I think there's a ripple effect, like uh, the, the spectacle for the fans, um, the implications for the team, um, the safety concerns on track, um, you know, it, you could say that these, uh, techno technological advances bring a strategic, um, depth to the sport, but, um, yeah, anyway, I just want to don't, don't just, I'm not just talking about like the the ability for yuki sonoda to win or not win i'm actually i'm talking about like at all like is it better for us as fans is it better for the economics of the sport is it is it scalable you know i'm i'm you know that's what i'm asking really i think first off i'm gonna touch on a couple of things here 
Formula One, ha, in my opinion, has no driver aids. It has engine aids and thing, modes that they can mess with their engine so they can add power and stuff, but it has no traction control. It has no anti-lock brakes. It has none of that kind of stuff on, in the car. All that stuff's been outlawed, if I remember correctly. Um, so I think in Formula One, we're still getting pure drivers, and that's pure driving skills is what they're doing with those cars. Um, they have ways to help heat their tires up and their um, brakes up with brake magic and all that, but they, it's not, those cars are so fine-tuned, they have to be at those operating temperatures to be at peak performance, so they didn't do that they would lose the race. Um, now you get into your endurance racing, which every car has as many high-end assistants with traction control, anti-lock brakes, um, all sorts of things. Um, most of those races are, you know, endurance races, so they're long. So I think they do help the driver because it's, you're not just running for an hour. You're running for 24 hours, and you're running, what, probably three. You're running eight stints total. So you're running eight hours total in 24 hours. You're not going to be able to stay fully focused as an F1 driver is for the whole race. So I think, yeah, it's still, it's still pure driving because it's such a mental challenge to stay focused for that long. Uh, and then NASCAR. I don't, there's not really driver aids in that. It's, um, unless you want to take downforce as a driver aid, but I don't think it is. I think it's just a different way of setting a car up is downforce over mechanical grip. And then IndyCar has no driver aids in it. So I think your top series don't show it. I agree with that. Like I said, I mean, what, what about like, um, more of like when I say driver aids, I guess I mean technical aids too, like, uh, simulator time. Um, or, um, because that's a new thing. The I mean, simulators was, go ahead. I mean, they, they were, they've been around for a while, but not like, not as long as, you know, formula one has been around, not even close, you know, like it, that's a new thing. So is that, is that an unfair advantage? I mean, I don't, I, I guess I don't want to open, I'm not want to focus on that too much, but you know, another thing I would hold on Antonio. I'm going to finish up real quick. Uh, if I, I was going to say, if I had the Corvette museum, um, on a simulator here, I'd be running laps on it. Cause that's where I'm going this weekend to race. And then I, um, I think it would help me. This is a technical track I'm going to, and I've never set a lap, a lap on it, but I think that's just using technology to your advantage. And I, they would have used them. 20 years ago if they had them right um but it doesn't give you the seat of your pants feel that you you get in the car so you're not going to really truly get 100 percent experience out of a simulator so that's i don't think it it helps but it's not it it doesn't take away from how good of drivers they are 
So you said that there were no, and I know you want to go Antonio, but like, keep this in mind too. You said there were no aids in NASCAR, but I would definitely consider the pit to car communications and spotter to car communications, a driver aid in NASCAR that hasn't been there forever. Like, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. They used to write stuff on a board sometimes. Right. Wave it out there like uh, right. the OF1 I'm not saying it's a bad did. thing. I love it. I, and like if, if that's my vote, like I think it's great. But, you know, just I, I think there are driver aids in NASCAR, even if they're not in the car. And like they blur out the dashboard. So like there's something going on on the dashboard. Like, you know, there's something helping that we don't we can't see or the competitors can't see. So like I think there's some aids going on, you know. Um, I'd say it really depends on the sport. I think each each motorsport has its own goal. Like F1's really to use like all of the technology and build the fastest car that can get around the track at the fastest speeds possible. So I truly do think like like every year we're going to see de- better F- like drivers than previous drivers. Like if you think like everyone's like, oh, I, I think Art Senna and all them are so much better drivers because, you know, they had less technology. Like that doesn't mean shit, to be honest with you. Like everything gets more and more. Um, there's a word I'm searching for that I can't think of, but more and more advanced technologically. So the time you're finding like this is the reason why we see track records constantly being broken like the cars are constantly faster with the new technology yeah they're going to be harder to drive and with that comes even better drivers than you had previously i think that's always going to be the case i think the technology is great for the sport um i like that like look at a guy like william byron for example he literally got into nascar through i racing like through sim time like it opens up different avenues it puts a consumer on like something like iRacing can give them a perspective of how difficult it might be to drive these cards and some of the conditions that they drive in i think sim time's huge um it opens up you know you can still be competitive without sim time we see drivers in nascar not using sim time at all and they're still competitive given it's a completely different sport from something like formula one or indycar i get it like indycar you might or no, sorry, uh, Formula One and IndyCar, you might not be able to not not use simulator time, if that makes sense. Um, but again, I just think, as a whole, I, I do think the technology is good for the sport. I think F1's doing a good job of not letting it get ridiculous. Um, you know, they, they could just be like, you know, here's a box as long as your car fits into the box. Right. I don't care if you have a turbine on the thing or what. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they used to do that. I, they Eight did, yeah, cars. they did used to do that, right, and stuff like that. And while that's cool and all, I, I think you still have to keep it reasonable. Like, we, at the end of the day, these are still race cars. Like, it's not a soapbox derby. Bring the weirdest shit you can to go as fast as you can. Like, at the end of the day, it's it's still a purpose-built design race car. Like, we don't, I personally don't want to see, you know, a cube van going down. Like, a, a, what do they call it? <laughs> that that freaking... Um, a Nissan Cube. No, no, not the Nissan Cube. I'm thinking of like the missile from the Super Mario Brothers or Mario Kart. You know, like the black oh, missile you send. Like, yeah, I don't want to see yeah. some shit like that going around with like a jet engine on the back. <laughs> you know what I mean? So what like, is this? Bullet Bill? Yeah. Yeah, That's Bullet it. Bill or something like that. But uh, yeah, no. So uh, I do think it's good for the sport. I think it's every series I think it's great for Um, as long as they, you know, keep some sort of regulation on it like you don't want it to be too ridiculous like i was saying with 
you know the Cuban and stuff. <laughs> yeah, right on. Well, like that's kind of like I think I think it's I think it's healthy for the sport, but I just hope that we keep we keep the essence alive. And I think it's inevitable like it, it, it's it's impossible for us to progress in all sports without utilizing computers if we know that they're, they're good enough. Like I think that's the the big thing with like NFL and um NBA and stuff too is like when do we get to the point where we don't rely on human referees because all we bitch about as sports fans is bad calls, right? So it's like, if we take away the bad calls, is it still fun to watch? You know? And like, if it's just like, oh, well, it was two centimeters outside, like the computer said so, like, oh, well, okay, that's logical. Like, move on, you know? Like, that's not fun. That doesn't make me slam more beers at the bar and bitch with my friends and stuff. So I guess like that's where I was going. I think it's good for the sport. I think it's going to make racing closer because as drivers get more ability, whether it's good, better spotters or I bet we see AI spotters, you know, that are um, based on, you know, the proximity to the car. And there's all I bet we see all kinds of crazy stuff. I think it's going to make the racing closer. I just hope that we keep our. You know, our heart, our soul, our human aspect, because that's what I love about racing is that like at the end of the day, these are dudes like me, but not like me, but you know, they're dudes like me, um, just battling it out. You know, I want to keep that alive and you're right. Formula one is still pretty stripped away as far as driver aids go. Um, but I think on that note, if you look at formula one, I would say the drivers nowadays have a lot more, they have to think about and go through. Yeah, because then uh, what the drivers did back then. So I actually think these guys mentally are way better than the guys back then. They just yeah. drove a car, purely yeah. drove a car. These guys are purely driving a car and having to flip eight switches per lap. Yeah, engine modes and brake bias and all this crazy stuff because like yeah, the car is not doing it for them. So um, yeah, no, but that's why I want to talk about it because I, I think it's. It's obvious it, whether it's it's a lack thereof and then in Formula One, it's like, hey, so you can use all of these complex systems. They just can't be automatic. So now it's an evolution of human, right? Which I love. So I'm into it. I vote yes. Um, I just hope that it doesn't become. I don't want to see NFL referees relying on AI to do their job. I like the the. Well, I don't know. It was the in or out type stuff. And I guess I get, I could extend that to the FIA reviewing footage too. Like I like, even though we bitch about it on the podcast, I like the inconsistency because if it was perfect all the time, it'd be boring as hell. I'll say this. I, I won't VAR out of soccer because of that, because it takes, it takes away from what the sport it actually is. But the track limits thing I don't see why you can't have AI click and say, hey, he's out, he's in, he's out, he's in. You know, I like I like goal line technology in soccer that tells the the ref when the ball crosses the line, but I don't like going to a freaking screen to review offsides. Yeah. There's a balance, right? But like I guess the only way we find sterile is when we pass the balance, right? That's what I'm afraid of. It's like I motorsport will hit that moment of where episode 
or lap 159 or whatever will be like, okay, that was too much. Like that was way too much robot. We're not cool with that. Like we want, you know, and I think that time will come soon. So, but that's maybe that's how we find center is to hit that point. Just like with what you said. So, so, uh, what, what's coming up, uh, with league zero, we're at Suzuka next, right? Yeah, true? I guess we can. Uh, no, that's actually wrong. We're at Red Bull Ring next. But oh, um, I guess I should to touch on that real <laughs> Who made quick. That so <laughs> I'm just kidding. It was us. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, anyways, for you, to, for those you don't know, last Thursday, September 14th, we started our season eight. But I will say it's our first ever season in the Super Formula. So that's cool. Uh, we started off a spa. We're going to Red Bull Ring this week. Uh, we're going to be there for 32 laps in the feature and 16 in the sprint. So make sure you check us out. Uh, you know, Team Goon Squad, our boys, always broadcasting for us. I don't think we'll ever lose them. So make sure you check that out. We had, uh, what do we have for results now? I'm curious. I should actually touch on who did well this week and who didn't. So moving into the race results, we had Finley, of course, coming back. He, uh, I believe he's here for the first two rounds of the season. He won the first feature race. And the second sprint race was actually won by... Um, oh, actually, you know what? I think I botched that. The The winner of the second race was actually Ray Aguilar. So With one stuff. slick looking car. I mean, the with paint on that car <laughs> was just amazing. I L7 did graphics coming in. With I don't know. Call me. Uh, my number is 1-800. Wish I had a number. 1-800. Websites, www.manwishyouknew.com. Well, now you know. Uh, but yeah, um, no, that's pretty much all we got going on for League Zero. It was... Uh, Another season. So also sure before we get out of here, um, if you're all wondering, we didn't have a guest on to interview today because our very oh, own yeah. Antonio won the Team Goon Squad Super Speedway challenge and bow, bow, bow. congrats. How do you feel about that? I'm just too good. That's just awesome, awesome strategy call to uh, Antonio just, Bianchi. Uh, winner of the yeah. TGS Super Speedway. Of, I'm just um, too good. <laughs> uh, sir, w- uh, go ahead and run us through your strategy. How do you feel? Um, First who- of all, thank you, thank you, thank you, sir, for the uh, the great interview. I will say, uh, my friend, uh, <laughs> no, I, I, it was honestly a good race. I'll reiterate the same thing I said in the interview. I wouldn't have won that race without Steven behind me. Uh, our boy Caboose, we interviewed him. I think it was live. I want to say it was like 19, June. maybe. Uh, I could tell I, say it was like eight, I think it was 18 or 19. 18. Yeah, something like that. I think he said 18. So I think he said he, he should come on every 18 laps. But yeah, no, lap 18, I think we had him on. And uh, yeah, he pushed me pretty much the whole race, made a solid call um, to come in and pit before, to be the first pack to pit. Uh, ended up getting us, uh, we inherited pretty much the lead at that point. And uh, he stuck with me the whole time. We won the race. I refunded all the boys their money for the entry fees, so that was cool. Boop, boop, boop. We actually uh, we actually ended up dumping uh, cabooses uh, into a charity, which was cool. So, yeah, no, it was a fun time. Uh, I think anybody who missed the Super Speedway shootout missed out. It's cool, man. It's a fun time. The more people show up, the more money you win, too. So, and yep, top yep, yep. five, top five gets payout, man. Like that's pretty solid. Like it's it's not that hard to get a top five at a Super Speedway. Get your um, money back just, plus some, um, baby. And not exactly. October fourth will be the next race. Yeah, so October fourth, I'll put out. it on the calendar. The Lab Zero boys will hopefully be there. I think all of us will be there unless some other scheduling happens, which won't because you're all going to be there. Um, <laughs> and we we look good uh, right up to the end, you know. 
and then it yeah. all fell down for everybody except for our boy Antonio. I was horrible, off. bro. Oh, oh. Yeah. Dave was on such a learning curve. It was not <laughs> Dude, even funny. I don't like, do that. Now, and that's what we're doing then. And everybody's like, yeah, we'll do this. And he's like, he just get all the way. Why? <laughs> Why are we doing this? I'm not an Opal guy. Okay. Anyway. But I'm trying to explain it at the same time. They're still trying to talk about strategy. Bless you, I'm like, Levi. Hey, give me a day for two fucking seconds, please. Bless you, man. You were so helpful. <laughs> yes. Everyone Dave else. had to go through his first green flag pit stop, and that was our last stop of the oh, race. And some douchebag who painted the cars made all the pit boys <laughs> so hard to find that it was like we were racing three or four extra people. Oh, we need to change Sorry. that next uh, time. Uh, I'm gonna put Bob Ross back on mine like I used to do back in the day. I uh, wouldn't be able to see that. Yep, Bob Ross all the way. Well, join uh, our Discord. Check us out on all your favorite podcast uh, platforms. And yep. check out Team Goon Squad on YouTube. Check us yep. out on YouTube. And what did I already say? Join our Discord? Yes. Join the Discord. All right. Well, way to go, boys. Lap 35 in the books. Uh, tune in next week for lap 36 when we will have a more interesting racing number for you. Other than yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Ford sucks and so does Norman. (laughs) See you next week. (laughs) Bye. Nailed it.